0: Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And we got a solo pod this night. It'll actually be a solo pod the rest of this week, as my man Greg is on vacation. That's right. I was on vacation last week. He's on vacation this week. So, but don't worry. We'll have two refreshed uh well a refresh a refreshed Greg as well as a refreshed John. So um, you know, we'll be back with that heat for week seven uh as the, the dynamic duo, but for now, you got your boy, and like you know, like I said before, built for this, so uh without further ado, let's get into it. It's Thursday Night football preview, obviously, breaking down Thursday Night football, but we've gotta give out the streams of the week, gotta break down the Thursday Night football game, and uh probably even talk about some snip snip candidates, so snip snip, let's see who's gonna get that one today, but Let's start out with the Streams of the Week. You already know it's going to be a short one. There's no Greg. It's already Thursday Night Football. Like, no Greg would make it short. No Thursday Night Football would make it short, or just being Thursday Night Football would make it short. The fact that you got those two together in one episode is going to make this a short one. So, um, yeah, let's jump right into it. Streams of the Week. Starting off with my Quarterback Stream of the Week is going to be Taylor Heineke. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, he could be uh, start quarterback start of the week worthy. Uh, you know that'll be you know that'll be determined as we get uh, closer to Sunday. But Taylor Heineke, 21% rostered in Yahoo leagues, goes up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who have allowed the quarterback two, the quarterback two, the quarterback seven, and the quarterback four over the last four weeks. This Washington defense on the other side has allowed the quarterback three, the quarterback one and back to back quarterback five performances. So Mahomes will be slinging it uh, on his side of the ball against a a weak defense in Washington, one that we know we've targeted, which obviously means Taylor Heineke is going to have to uh, have to play some catch up. there, going to have to try to keep pace. This makes for the perfect game script here for Heineke to finish as a top 10 quarterback this week. Moving on to the tight end position. Dan Arnold, 7% rostered. I I promise you, unless you play in tight end premium or um, uh, a two tight end league, Dan Arnold is most likely available in your league. 7% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Going up against the Miami Dolphins, Miami has allowed the 11th most PPR points to the two tight ends over the last three weeks. Trevor Lawrence has targeted his tight ends this season 21% of the time. That's the 12th highest total in the league. And Dan Arnold had a team leading eight targets last week in just his second game with the Jags after coming over via trade, which if you remember, that trade happened on like a Monday or Tuesday. They played in Thursday night football And he he was targeted two times in that game. So goes around his second game, He's targeted eight times. He should continue to be an integral part of this offense here. And so Dan Arnold is somebody I'm I'm absolutely interested in. Moving on to the defensive stream of the week and going back to this game in Florida, this game in Jacksonville, but going with the Miami Dolphins defense, 27% rostered in Yahoo Leagues actually just had to pick them up in our league of extraordinary people because if y'all didn't know our league of record here on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast, these people are savages. Absolute savages. There's no defenses available. So here I was picking up the Miami Dolphins defense. Uh, Again, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars who are 31st in turnovers. Uh, Again, turnovers are hard to predict. They're tough to come by, but Jacksonville uh, uh, Jacksonville's given them up in bunches. Miami's favored here by three and a half. I think this is going to be a good uh, bounce back game for Miami defense that we came into the season believing to be one of the better units in the league. So without further ado, let's jump in to Thursday night football. And we've got uh, and it's going to be an interesting game. I'm pretty sure of it. Thursday night, 8, 20 p.m. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bucs are four and one. The Eagles are two and three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are seven point favorites here in a 52 point with a, in a game that has a 52 point total. Um, in terms of injuries here, the you know, and, and the weather, of course, the weather is going to be OK. It's actually some pretty nice weather, so that'll be good for, for Thursday night football. In terms of the injuries, Lane Johnson continues to be out with a personal issue, so don't exactly know what the, the, the situation is there. Obviously, hope that everything is okay with him and his family uh, and that it's nothing too serious, but uh, the fact that he's he's missed, I think, three games now with this with this personal issue, I think it's it's definitely something that, uh, you know, want to probably keep Lane Johnson and his family in your respective prayers, but uh, Dallas Goddard, He's out with COVID, tested positive, so uh, that'll be a situation to definitely monitor there. Uh, I mean, not for this week. He's definitely not going to play this week, you know, with it being Wednesday night right now as we record this and uh, the Thursday night game being a day away, he's, he's he tested positive. I don't think that he can he can play. Um, Levante David for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he is out with an ankle injury, so... That's a blow there to um, a stout Tampa Bay uh, rush, uh, you know, front seven and rush defense. Um, Gronk, he's out with, you know, that rib injury. So, you know, continue to, uh, uh, if, you know, hold tight if you are a Gronk manager. Uh, in terms of the defensive side of the ball, Antoine Woodfield, the, the starting safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the the main contributors left in their secondary uh, he is out of this game, so uh, he will the the Tampa Bay Bucks will miss him as he uh, suffered a concussion there. So, um, and then Carlton Davis, like I mean, he was put on IR last week, so you know they're really banged up in the secondary here. So, I actually took the under here um, Thursday Night Football. We have seen things get weird, uh, but I, I am going to take. Philadelphia to cover seven points. I think seven points is in the in the wheelhouse of where Philadelphia can cover. Uh, and then Tampa Bay, I, I will take them to win this game. This game is definitely intriguing for me. Uh, I mean, we obviously know the Philadelphia Eagles are capable of scoring points, uh, especially when Hurts has to play some hero ball there. So, um, you know, I think he's, a, again, a top six quarterback here. Uh, he's been the quarterback six on this season. He's he's getting it done with ten total touchdowns through six games. I you know I think that this is definitely one of those spots, right? We saw it in Kansas City game. I mean I I know reference it all the time, but the Arizona game last year uh, when we see Jalen Hurts have to play some hero ball, have to play catch up, uh, good things happen from a fantasy perspective. So definitely into that. Uh, I think in terms of the running backs, right, like. We know no one runs the ball against Tampa Bay. Teams choose not to run the ball against Tampa Bay. Obviously, we know about their stout run defense, but their pass defense is so bad right now that why would you even want to run the ball when you could just, you know, air it all over this team? So uh, in that instance, I feel like I don't want to play Miles Sanders. Um, I mean, I will have a tough time playing Miles Sanders. He's more of like, an RB four, RB three flex conversation, but if you have Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, which I know some people might have because maybe you were you were trying to get that insurance policy with Kenneth Gainwell. Um, you know, I I I have that in a league in a dynasty league actually. Uh, kind of just it happened. I didn't. It, it's not something I forced, but it just kind of happened. And so, um, you know, Kenneth Gainwell is the guy that I'm going with in terms of a running back in his backfield. I think this game script just kind of fits him perfectly. It's, it's a PPR league. I mean, uh, well, especially if you play in a PPR league or, or, or even half PPR, right. Uh, this game Philadelphia is expected to be trailing. They will probably, like I mentioned, throw the ball more often than not because you can't run You can't run against Tampa Bay and Kenneth Gainwell is the pass-catching back, so I think that fits him better in this game script here. In terms of the tight end position, Zach Ertz, he's in play as a tight end one option without Goddard in the lineup. Um, Devontae Smith, though, is definitely the guy you want to play on the Eagles side if you aren't playing Jalen Hurts, right? Like, not saying that you have to choose between those two, but Devontae Smith, he's... He's gonna he's gonna have a, a a you know this Tampa Bay secondary they've been getting roasted and with all the injuries I, I expect the you know the, the the slim reaper to continue cooking as Ray GQ uh, dubbed Devontae Smith here so uh, Ray Garvin of course but this Tampa Bay secondary again roasted so I could be get I could get talked into Jalen Rager but wh- I would rather play Quez Watkins. As the auxiliary play here against a weak secondary in a game where again Philadelphia will have to throw the ball. They you know already know they're not they're probably not gonna run it. So deep, deep pass attempts down the field. That's where Quez Watkins excels. This guy is averaging a 20 20 yards per reception right now, but he has a seventy-six percent catch rate, right? Like, so this dude is getting the ball deep down the field. And but he's got this high catch rate. Uh, you know, the A dot's only ten, so it's, you know, leaning that he's probably getting a mix of some, you know, bubble screen type plays, those jet sweeps, while also getting these deep attempts down the field. And he's averaging twenty yards per reception here. So uh I I I like Quez Watkins as a play here. I think he can definitely uh get it done, especially being having the opportunity to score a touchdown when he's getting these you know, deep passes down the field uh, for the Tampa Bay side T 12 Tom Brady top three option this week at the position uh, Philadelphia over the last three weeks is uh, I mean, I know they had a great, a, a really good game against Sam Darnold last week, but overall over the last three weeks, they, they haven't been um, all that great against quarterbacks. And so Tom Brady, he's been he's been on fire so you there's no way you're benching that dude uh in in almost most matchups these days but definitely not this one uh, again top 3 option this week uh in terms of the running back situation and look y'all know how much I I, I was all over Ronald Jones last year even coming into the season I was like yo it's got to be Ronald Jones but Lenny man <laughs> We've got to talk about Lenny. Uh, this dude has been balling, man. He's been on one basically since the Super Bowl. Uh, he he's he's their three down back. He catches the ball. He he's the goal line back. He runs in short yardage. Uh, obviously, we know that we know that um, Ronald Jones has still been getting some time, right? So like he's still going to be involved in this offense. In some way, but this is Leonard Fournette's backfield here. And so uh, I was saying I wish I was on the show last week because I, I would have been talking about, hey, let's go out and buy Leonard Fournette. Uh, the game against Miami I thought was a prime spot. He would have been to my start of the week, finished just outside the top 12 there. But I think he's in a similar spot here against Philadelphia. So if you weren't able to buy him last week, I think you definitely – could go out and buy him again. Buy him this week. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know they have a bye week coming up, but the schedule is nice. Plus, he plays in a good offense here. Uh, Leonard Fournette is, yeah, he's he's one of my my favorite. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a buy low because he's not he's playing well. So he's one of my one of my favorite buys at the running back position. But I think the Leonard Fournette managers have smartened up, and they probably aren't going to want to let him go. Uh, but in terms of the wide receivers, A. B. Definitely the Bucks wide receiver to play right now. He's 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 going to be the most consistent week to week. Um, you know, so I just continue to start him up. I think he's a top ten option uh, between Evans and Godwin. Uh, obviously, Mike Evans always has the touchdown upside. I'm gonna go out on a limb though and call this one a Godwin game. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have if you you don't have. I hope you don't have two of these three guys because that would be painful. But if you have one of these guys, you're going to play all three. You're going to play, you're going to play that that individual because they're attached to Tom Brady and this good offense, and it could literally be them be them any week. Now, with that being said, I am going to go out on a limb and call it a goblin game. Uh Cameron Braight, he's a desperation play at tight end. Um, you know. OJ Howard out-targeted him last week but Cameron Brate still ran uh more more routes in terms of uh, based on how many uh based on his ran ran more routes based on his percentage of snaps. So uh you know do with that information what you will, you know, which which guy you play, but I probably will go with Cameron Brate there if I had to choose one. Um and I think that's pretty much gonna be it other than that it's gonna be a good game i expect like i said philadelphia to keep it competitive uh you know I, you know again if it wasn't if this game wasn't on thursday night i probably would have picked tampa bay to cover but weird stuff has been happening on uh, weird stuff always happens on thursday nights plus tom brady you know last week he put up the or last year was when he forgot what down it was whatever but Anyway, weird stuff happens on Thursday night, to say the least. So, hence why I'm picking Philadelphia to cover here. My bold prediction, mm, drum roll, Chris Godwin goes for 100 and a tutty. That's the bold prediction. We'll see if it comes true. But um, yeah. With that being said, let's jump into some potential snip snip candidates, right? So. Um, first one on the docket is Brandon Ayuk, and um, we have to, you know, I, like I said this, I said this on Monday show when we talked about the waivers. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say you have to keep him, right? Like, I, I, he was one of my favorites coming in the season. He was one of my favorite guys last year, right? And I think, you know, we can come up with a multitude of reasons as to why. Brandon ayuk has not has not returned the value that we thought that he would this year. The fact of the matter is though he's not helping our rosters. He doesn't help us win games, so at this point, I'm willing to cut bait right like one of the moves I've been making is I'm on Ross Saint Brown, he's a guy that I've been snagging off waivers, um you know, picking up off free agency in the morning. And I'm dropping Brandon Ayuk for Amon Ross St. Brown. So uh, the logic there, you've got a guy who's involved in his offense. Uh, you could see the progression of the role there, right? Uh, Quintus Cephas just ends up ends up on. He's gonna probably going to end up being out for the season with the collarbone injury. So there's more opportunities there for targets. Uh, so, with that being said, right, like I'm going to go get the guy that's got six, seven targets as opposed to uh, the guy that's not seeing any targets and barely playing snaps, right? So, uh, you got to have the opportunity to score fantasy points, right? And in order to have that opportunity to score fan- fantasy points, you have to have an opportunity to score those points, right? Like you have to be on the field, you have to be running routes, you have to be uh, presenting yourself to the quarterback to to get a target. And if you can't get on the field consistently, uh, especially this week, he can't help you at all, right? So um, it's definitely one of those moves I've made. Plus – I'm not completely crazy. I know he's on by. I know that I can also get him back if I really want him. So it's possible that I can get him back, right? Like, no one – it's the game within the game. People probably aren't going to pick up Brandon Ayuk because he's on by. Can't help them. He hasn't done anything. And so I will probably see what happens on my bench if somebody underperforms or there's an injury or something. Then yeah, I might just go back and pick up Brandon I. So we'll see. Allen Robinson, let's talk about that one, because um, that one, <laughs> that one's a tough one, right? Uh, because you you want to play him every week. You you believe that there should be there's this standard, right, that's set for Allen Robinson, um, where he's going to be a hundred fifty target receiver, and it just hasn't been the case. And he's not even the number one receiver on his team right now. Uh, Darnell Mooney leads this team in targets over the last three weeks, 28% roster or 28% target share. And what happened in the last three weeks? Oh, they changed the quarterback, right? So uh I know we had said it before, Greg and I, that if Andy Dalton's playing, we feel better about Allen Robinson. But with with Justin Fields in, it seems like he has a more of a connection with Darnell Mooney. The difference here. I'm not gonna cut Allen Robinson. And if you're trading, you're if you're trading Allen Robinson, you're selling him super low. But if you're if you're selling Alan Robinson, you're selling him basically at his floor price. And honestly, it depends on your roster construction, but that would be bad business. Uh but you you don't wanna I say it's bad business because you could see you could tell her story where Alan Robinson eventually eventually um eventually turns it around, right? You can tell a story where Justin Fields plays better or the offense makes a concerted effort, Matt Nagy and, and the staff make a concerted effort to get Allen Robinson more involved in the offense. Like, those things could totally happen. And if you look at Allen Robinson's schedule, it opens up really nicely in a way where he's got some really good matchups and they're going to be in some situations where They're going to have to throw the football. They won't be able to do what they've been doing, right? Like they play Green Bay this week. Like, you know, you're going to have to score with Green Bay. Allen Robinson has historically had success against Green Bay. So you think that that's a matchup that he can do well in. Then you've got Tampa Bay, which obviously we we talked about that game just now. I don't think their situation is going to change much come next week. And you won't be able to to just go to this conservative run the ball game plan. And so I think that if you do want to sell Allen Robinson, that you have to, you would probably have to do it after these next two games because he could have um, a nice, a nice two game stretch. He could even have a nice four game stretch here, uh, potentially with a matchup coming up against with matchups coming up against San Fran and Pittsburgh. So. Definitely going to hold tight on Allen Robinson right now. I'm not going to sell him. Um, I'm not going to cut him, obviously, uh, but I definitely will hold him. I will start him this week against Green Bay. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm going back and forth about it, whether it's it's him or a guy like Rondell Moore or Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I can't believe those are, names are literally in this conversation when talking about Allen Robinson, but. Um, You know, he did, again, five targets last week. I think there's a world where he gets more involved here in this offense. Um, Big Ben, and I'm going to talk about Big Ben from a Superflex perspective because this dude, I mean, I'm playing a league where he got dropped, but he just put up a season high in, in fantasy points at 16, so... Um, he's definitely, there's, there could be a case made that you're better off playing a flex, uh, just, you know, another player position player outside of big Ben. Uh, we've been talking about big Ben all year and ultimately I think, I think you could get away with, with moving on from big Ben, even in super flex leagues, because, I mean, honestly, would you rather have Big Ben or would you rather have Geno Smith? And I know you, it sounds crazy that you're like, oh, hey, John, like, like why why would you even bring that up? That's uh, This sounds absurd. There's no way that I would start Geno Smith. But just hear me out. Like 12, 13.8, 13.2, 9.28, and 16 season high, right? And we've seen... Big Ben with our eyes, like it has not been pretty, and so what there isn't there with Big Ben is the lack of upside, and it's not going to be there with Big Ben. Who it is there with is potentially Geno Smith, and Geno Smith, and basically a quarter of football put up nine and a half fantasy points, and he's going to throw the ball down the field, and he's going to throw it to D.K. Metcalf and potentially Tyler Lockett and. So, there is some upside there, especially, like, what if the Seahawks are bad, and Geno Smith just has to throw the ball, right? Like, this, the the Steelers are trying to hide Big Ben, right? They're trying to be a manager, and even in games where they were bad, Big Ben is bad, and just offense is unproductive, and he's not throwing the ball down the field. At least we know Geno Smith is going to throw it down the field. He's going to run with the football. There's things like that, so... For me, Big Ben shouldn't even be on your roster. He shouldn't even be sniffing your roster in a one quarterback league. But in a two quarterback league, he will definitely be uh, in in a position where I would uh, I would definitely look to to snip snip him in place of another player uh justin fields right that's a conversation i think that's worth having uh what do you do there i think in one quarterback leagues i'm totally out uh i'm sorry I, i mean look i think that there's a possibility he can turn it around right like the tampa bay game is the one i'm really looking at where hey you you're gonna have to throw the football Matt Nagy will not be able to come out with a conservative game plan. You will have to throw this ball. So what are what are we going to see? And if we don't see anything there, then I I I yeah I I find it hard to believe that uh, we will see something anytime soon. And so I yeah one quarterback leagues again. Like I said, I'm out. Uh, two quarterback leagues. I am holding on, but it is. Hard. It is really hard because you are telling yourself these stories like, okay, well, you know, Justin Fields can turn it around or, you know, what if Matt Nagy makes this offense better? But yeah, it, it's it's really hard. I think we're at the point again, 6.7. That wasn't even a game he started, but three and a half, three point nine two, seven point three, eight point eight, 3.92, 7.3, 8.8, like the like like I would I played Alex Collins played in a game against the Rams last week and got 9.2 PPR points and I could have put him in a super flex spot over Justin Fields and been okay. Right? So these are things that we have to consider and so for that reason I I will hold on to Justin Fields because of the astronomical upside that is there and that is associated with him, but I will not I will not hold out hope. And if I can get potentially another quarterback in there uh, in a super flex league, then I would potentially look to do that. Uh, Maybe you can sell someone on Justin Fields' upside. I doubt it, though, but someone who's desperate for a quarterback. Um, Moving on to let's see, let's see if we can get one more in here. Ryan Tannehill, I like this one actually I really do like this one So he's somebody that has been getting dropped in leagues Uh, I know a few of my leagues he was dropped He has a matchup next week uh, Or this week against Buffalo Which isn't isn't great Uh, Buffalo's been very good against quarterbacks They've allowed the fewest fantasy points To the quarterback position But he's got a matchup the week after Against Kansas City So if you are streaming quarterbacks, you're looking for a quarterback to play next week or in in week seven, potentially, I think, I guess what I'm saying is I would would hold Ryan Tannehill in one quarterback leagues. I probably will because he plays on the Monday night game. So if he was dropped, you could pick him up ahead of that Monday night game. And play him in, in week seven against Kansas City and what should be a great matchup. Um if you have him, you can hold him for that matchup again if you're streaming. If you're in two quarterback leagues, I'm gonna hold on to Ryan Tannehill, though. Like I I like I don't get I don't understand moving on from Ryan Tannehill in a two-quarterback league. I know he hasn't been great, but he's been solid, right? Like I mean, 14 0.1, 14.5, 21.5, 18.8 and then uh you know almost 14 against Jacksonville and so there's there's some clunkers in there but you know what the upside is and Julio Jones isn't back yet so I'm um, like when Julio's back and AJ Brown's fully healthy which who knows if he'll ever be fully healthy but uh this offense starts clicking and you know that he can provide something with his legs as well like I'm going to be into you know Ryan Tannehill so uh that is something that I will definitely uh, be considering especially for for next week you know gets Kansas City gets Indianapolis the week after so it's definitely looking up for for Ryan Tannehill for sure so I, I, he's somebody I'm going to hold on to but that'll be without uh further ado or without I guess Continuing to make this podcast go on forever, although it's not because it's only been about 30 minutes or so. But, um, pre love you, appreciate you, and we will uh catch y'all tomorrow as we break down uh the game, well, part one of the week six game previews, right? So, definitely tune in for that, and obviously, on. Saturday you'll catch the part two along with starts of the week. And I guess I'm gonna play Get Money by myself. But uh it's cool. Again, built for this professional. All of that being said, everybody, again, we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, you know, just continue to get this heat, man, because we're trying to win these chips. All right, everybody. Peace. We are out.